hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, we're getting closer to uh, Independence Day. It's not here yet, but uh, well, next Tuesday. Any plans? Any uh, celebration uh, festivities in, in the Knight family? And No? Well, the Knight family is uh, myself and my son. He'll be out with his friends. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, will, uh, I will be uh, here uh, holding down the fort. I don't know. <laughs> my, my plans went south uh, off with the Fugawi, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. Well, hey, you're not alone. I mean, I, I actually, we have the best fireworks probably in our county, uh, and mm-hmm. they're held right in the cul-de-sac down the street. I'm sure it's done illegally. But uh, whoever does it does a great job, and oh. I don't know who does it because I, I just sit in my driveway and watch it. You know, I uh, I sit on the uh, upstairs uh, balcony uh, porch, yeah, and I I look over to the mountain, and we have the same thing. A ton of stuff to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, the big thing I think, well, you know, I don't know whether you've heard about this. Do you remember Joran Vandersloot? No, Joran Vandersloot. Um, Joran Vandersloot was the guy who was arrested for, uh, I guess he was for murdering Natalie Holloway in, right. in, um, when she was on vacation, I think she was in Aruba and, um, and then he went down to Peru, which I guess he was trying to evade, you know, uh, and he got arrested again, uh, for a, a different murder. This guy is not a nice guy. Well, he spent uh, a bunch of uh, years in jail in, I believe, Peru. I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head. And mm-hmm. now they've extradited him back to Alabama, to the United States, to face uh, charges here. And, uh, and they've granted an extension of the deadline for his case. So, I mean, he, the, the wheels are in motion to prosecute this guy. But I was thinking, you know, we're, we're talking about things that are, going, that are going to distract the population, that are going to take mm. the attention away. And it's things like this story. All of a sudden, out of, a, out of nowhere, this guy, Joran Vandersloot, and uh, uh, this character from a, a real terrible uh, you know, moment in time in our country, uh, is back uh, in the spotlight again. And I'm sure before long they will have cameras in the courtroom and they'll be following him you know, all day long, the Vandersloot trial will be going on, and it will be taking away from the really important stuff that's going on in our country behind the scenes. And I say that story, there's other things out there. You know, they also found yesterday, uh, the they retrieved the submarine that was uh, imploded, uh, that imploded right. rather, uh, last week, and they said, oh, we think we found human remains on it too. So, you know, that's going to be taking some of the attention away from uh, the important stuff, too. I mean, it, it, it's mind-boggling how they're trying desperately, I think, to distract us from the really important stuff that's taking place mm-hmm. in our country right now. Don't you yeah, think? I saw, yeah, I do. I mean, I saw the thing on the sub, and I'm going like, Okay, it's a tragedy, but it's really we don't need to know anything about the investigation of what happened. That that that's something that they have to do, right? But we don't have to know about it and all the intimate details. I mean, yeah, I read that you know the thing uh, imploded in uh, less than a second, you know. So, you know, I'm sure that these guys had fear in their mind and uh, that that terrible you know flutter of the heart, that sinking feeling. Because you had to hear it coming, right? But when it hit, you know, you know, you somebody didn't have time said, to react or think about it. It was just you're done. You know, somebody said he they, they the submarine that they went down on was almost experimental. It, it, it wasn't made with uh, steel, and it wasn't reinforced by steel. It was almost a uh, uh, fiber. What do they call it? Uh, 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 it's a different type of compo- composite. It's a composite yeah. material. And the composite materials are, you know, usually it's like fiberglass. If you know what fiberglass is made of, mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, a strong fiberglass. And it was kind of experiment, especially for that depth. It wasn't rated for the depth that it, it imploded on. They never should have mm-hmm. gone down that far. You know, they went down, I guess, what, three of the times? Three of the times. Yeah, and uh, somebody was, that went on it the first time uh, sat there and reflected and said, you know, I rode in the sub, and mm-hmm. I the, the guy that made it, you know, 
He actually was proud of his design. There was no ill intent or anything like that. He believed that he built a great sub, if not the perfect stub, uh, such stub, sub, but he built the perfect storm is what he built, but he didn't yeah. know it. Uh, and I get that. Um, and unfortunately, because of that grave mistake, now you're going to get federal regulators come in and they're going to come in and create all kinds. There should be regulations. Don't get mm. me wrong. But they're going to create regulations that are going to be so stringent and so hard uh, that, you know, you want to build a sub, whether it's, you know, commercial or government, it's going to change so well, the, much. The thing that gets me, Bill, is government subs are incredibly regulated. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't go to Groton, to the uh, the shipyard in Groton where they build the submarines, and they don't just throw them together and see how it works. Oh, no, no, no. I know a guy it's, that does that. Yeah, it is really, really stringent. Uh, they have yeah. specifications. It's it's kind of like uh, airplanes. You know, airplanes are the same way, uh, especially jet airliner uh, jet airliners. They cannot just be thrown together and hey, how will this work? Uh, get, get some people and let's go for a ride and see how it stands up. No, no, everything is is designed and redesigned, and then it's duplicated and it's it's just a, a complex procedure. But apparently this thing that they went out on, it was in international waters and it didn't have the same uh, specification and, and rules behind it. Uh, there was Whoa. a structural engineer who said, look, at every time that submarine went down, it weakened. Mm -hmm. It weakened every time. So maybe the first time you went down, it was strong. It really was good. The second time you went down to that depth, it weakened just a little, just a little, and then they brought it back up. And the next time they went down, it weakened some more. It wasn't mm -hmm. it wasn't holding up to uh, the uh, the forces. The uh, you know it wasn't structurally designed to maintain. Uh, okay, a, it was weak. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah, but you're not going to see that weakness. Uh, you didn't see that where you know the the composite fibers are breaking down inside of of the the casing. You can't see inside of it. Yeah, just like the ship, it was going down to visit. Everyone talked about the Titanic and the unsinkable ship with the syllable uh, the sealable hulls. Well, it was inferior steel that brought it down, uh, along with, of course, a big iceberg. But the point is that. That was something they didn't know. It met its fate on its maiden voyage. They that's... said the cold water made it brittle, so mm -hmm. it didn't give. And when it hit the iceberg, instead right. of bending, it cracked. It 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 was like glass, and mm -hmm. it just tore up the uh, the side of the Titanic. Also, that the. Uh, the different compartments should have been built from the bottom of the ship to the first floor. They right. should have gone right to the first floor and been sealed so that up an, uh, a compartment couldn't spill into the next compartment. They didn't build mm -hmm. it that way. They built them up only so far. So what happened is the first compartment would fill up and it would go to the top of the compartment and then overflow into the next compartment. And yeah. event, it was doomed. It was yeah. doomed. But they did you know, whoever designed it didn't think about that. And, you know, so they build a new Titanic that would do have that safety feature. There's going to be something else always in any situation that will at some point rear its head. And it's something, something you didn't think about, but here that story is with this sub, uh, it's a distraction. Now I'm not saying that they sat there and made that thing happen. It was a disaster in the making and it was the perfect uh, it was the perfect uh, story to grab. If it wasn't that story, it would have been another story out there. Uh, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to, you know, pollute yep. the real news that they don't want you to see or hear. And it, it's all circling around Hunter and Joe Biden that Speaking they don't want you to know of Hunter and Joe on uh, Sunday on Maria Bartiromo's show. Right, Peter, Peter Schweitzer uh, said, you know, I don't know that you're aware of this or not, but. Uh, uh, Joe Biden was using a secret cell phone, and it was paid oh. for by Hunter's firm. 
And right. that was a shock. Oh, my goodness. Um, so apparently uh, Schweitzer had the cell phone number, uh, the number for the cell phone. <laughs> Yeah, and John Solomon well, called. Well, let me don't steal my thunder because I have okay, it. Okay, yeah, I'm I having, have it right I here. Have the story. Here, Go ahead. Here's John Solomon. Four percent over from the FBI. There had been some documents that law enforcement had gotten through other means, and one of those documents got leaked to me, and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paid for. So I figured, oh, this is my chance. Maybe I can. I've been trying to get fair comment from Hunter Biden, so I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the cell phone, and guess who picked up the phone? Oh boy, Joe Biden. Joe. Oh, Joe Biden. What? Boy, was he shocked when he got uh, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me. He hung up pretty quickly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, now here's what, you know, people will go, well, you don't have a tape of that phone call. All right? But you do have evidence there because you have a number, you have a phone call, and that'll be on record with the phone companies. But, you know, the other thing that is on record is where that phone was at the time it was answered. And it can be, and then you know through, you know, uh, different records where Joe was. You put those, uh, you triangulate that, and, you know, Democrats always talk about, ah, it's a smoking gun, Trump's done, with like the the Jack Smith thing and everything. Friends, that is a smoking gun right there. But the media has to pay attention, and so far all they're doing is covering for, um, for Joe Biden. Well, they know about it, but they're going to leave it alone because uh, it's not conducive to what but they're being told to talk about. Joe is losing it. I don't know if you heard it or not, but yesterday uh, they asked him a question and he snapped to the reporters. Listen. President Biden, how involved, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? Were you involved? Were you? No. Hear that? No. He, but he, I'm being subtle compared to how he said it. He said it with oh, yeah. a, a meanness and an anger. No! And uh, that didn't look good. It He's just, an evil guy. You know, he almost looks like one of the faces that came out of the TV uh, in the uh, the movie The Poltergeist, you know. coming. You know, but either way, uh, and you got to wonder, too, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, the scars on his face. You know, apparently they jack him up on all kinds of medications. Uh, during the night while he sleeps. What the hell are they giving this guy? Well, you know, th- they noticed that he had marks on his cheeks uh, yesterday. Yeah. And so yeah, they like said, what's going on? The side. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, uh, he uses a CPAP machine. I've been using a CPAP machine for, I don't know, 15 years. And I know how they're worn. And I never wake up with a strap market, uh, mark rather, on the side of my face. I mean, well, I wore every night, no strap marks. You know, my, my ex did sleep studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Somni, Pollock, blah, 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 whatever the name is. But, you know, did all of that, certified to do that. As a matter of fact, she also did the DM work uh, where, you know, somebody goes in for a test and then they get, you know, set up with the equipment and all that. She would go and do that. So I had a lot of stuff in the house even after she left. And I can tell you right now that uh, those masks, uh, there is nowhere. I could go grab one. There's still stuff up in a, in a cabinet there. I could grab one of those masks and show you that, no, there's the, the strap doesn't even go across the, the cheek that way. It, it, the, the guy is not being straight with us. It just is no, pure lying. and simple. Yeah. Uh, they said after they, they got caught with the strap mark, uh, they said, "Well, actually, Joe's been very forthcoming with his sleep apnea, and he's been uh, he's been publishing it with his medical reports since 2008. So, some reporter finally did their job, went back and checked, and there was never a mention in his medical reports about sleep apnea. So, mm-hmm. the guy can't even help himself. First, I mean, he, he wears a str- something on his face at nighttime. Hey, look it." Would it surprise me if the guy has oxygen pumped into him at nighttime? Nope. Would not surprise. A sleep apnea, by the way, does not pump oxygen into you. No. It just uh, whatsoever. It's purified air. It's under pressure. So what happens is with, with sleep apnea is that as you get older, some people have a tendency, maybe your grandfather, maybe your father, you probably saw it happen yourself. They would uh, fall asleep in the chair and they'd be snoring away. And after what, and, and then maybe they'd stop. They go, 
you know, like that. Like, and then they'd stop, and they would stop they quit breathing. They quit breathing, right? For like yeah. um, so, some people stop breathing for a couple of minutes, and then some people, by the way, this is where the it becomes a, a, a an important thing to have it checked out. Some people don't recover. Some people literally will die. I know somebody uh, in my family mm. who passed away from sleep apnea, we believe. And, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. He 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 was one of these guys. He would never he would never put a a mask on his face to sleep, you know. But uh, if you are one of these people that uh, has a tendency to s- snore in their sleep, and uh, have somebody stay up for a while and see whether you hold your breath while you're sleeping, that's called uh, sleep apnea, and you should have it checked out. Do a sleep study. Absolutely. Not a, you know a lot. It's not a terrible thing to have, by the way. You know, the media, I was listening yesterday to the reports about right. Joe. and say, Oh, he may have sleep apnea. It's not a big deal. It is not a big deal. If you have sleep apnea, millions of people have it. You, 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 the mask uh, makes sure that you continue to breathe properly when you're sleeping. Okay. Many, many people have it. A lot more people have it than they even know that they have. And I got to tell you, people that are in the broadcast community, uh, we tend to have it a lot. Uh, yeah, it's true. Now, sometimes weight control can help you out and it can go away. Sometimes it doesn't matter. So you could be skinny like Joe and have it, but I don't think that he has it. Uh, I think they're pumping oxygen into him. Yeah. People say, what do you mean? Well, you know, they need him to be clear-headed, and he's probably not getting the oxygen. Even with normal sleep habits, he may not be getting the oxygen. I think they're pumping oxygen into the guy. You yeah, know? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't doubt that for a minute. I mean, it can, especially when you got a brain that's just not, you know, firing in all, all nerves and, and whatnot. And you, know, you and, and you know, Bill, his wife wants him to continue wants him to run for a second term. Uh, Barack Obama supposedly went over and had lunch. With, you don't have to do this, Joe, yeah. Yeah, with Biden. It was a very private lunch, no press, no media, just Barack and Joe. And Joe is adamant, I guess. He wants to run again. And mm-hmm. Barack has supposedly said, well, if you're going to run again, you've got to get the black vote back. And in order to do that, uh, let's. I think you have to push reparations. I'll tell you one thing. That will be like throwing a grenade into a closed room, okay? Reparations. He may get the black vote, uh, vote back. He will lose I, tens of millions of other votes. I, you know, I, I, I have, you know, I don't, I don't know how to phrase it. Many of my friends, you know, that uh, are of color, uh, they're not stupid. They are not stupid. Now, if somebody said, "Jim, uh, you're you're related to so and so, you have some, you have this in you, and uh, you deserve reparations," and somebody and somebody said, "Yeah, you're going to get twenty five million dollars," well, you'd be sitting there go, "Oh yeah, I, I hit the lottery, I hit yeah. the life lottery." So I, I get that aspect, but they they also understand, you know, where they're putting the, uh, pushing this white racist car card. It's the Democrats that are pushing it, and it is the Democrats all through history, recorded history. They were the ones that were behind racism. Oh, of course. So what is, what is the real thing here? Well, Obama just said it. They don't care about you and giving you that money. They just want the vote because then they have the power. Absolutely. And yeah. that's the same thing for well, abortion. That's the thing. But, you know, reparations. What about my... You know, we talked about my friends out in California where one of my stations went from English to Spanish, but it's still conservative talk. And because the community out there is big, what about reparations for them? What about reparations for the Native Americans? You know, my stations down in New Mexico where it's nothing but uh, a, a big Native American community. Well, do they not deserve it? Well, uh, you are uh, touching a lot of areas that uh, should be looked at. Uh, but as it stands right now, if you can prove that you had, uh, this is as far as the Democrats are concerned, if you prove that you had uh, some slave uh, background in your family history, then you'll be entitled to reparations. But that's the key. How do you prove it? 
I mean, well, you know, for example, Barack Obama yeah, does not have say. any black blood in his, I mean, any uh, slave history in his in his family. Yes, he does. Didn't they own? No, they Barack Obama. His family is from Kenya, and right. and, and the black side of his family. Uh, his father was directly from Kenya, and his mother was white. So they don't mm-hmm. have they don't have uh, anyone in their lineage who was a slave. Yeah. So how can thought, he how thought, can he ask for uh, for reparations? Well, he, now, Michelle can maybe I don't know maybe Michelle has family that uh, has a slave background, but Rock, but Rock doesn't. No, he's always been in question. You know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, families though uh, that that are in power. And their lineage goes back to where their ancestors did own slaves, you know. Yeah, well, and, for example, they just did a report. It came out uh, of all the living presidents of the United States, everyone but one has uh, a, a family member who was a slave owner, a slave holder. Okay, everyone but one. That one was Donald Trump. I know he's supposed to be evil, you know, orange man bad, but. His family didn't come from a fam. Uh, none of his family had slaves, so you, you right. you're saying, well, what about Barack? Barack had a, a white mother. Apparently, uh, her family may have had uh, slaves. Uh, That's what I was talking about. Yeah, Carter. Uh, oh yeah, slaves. Uh, who else? Uh, Bush had yeah. apparently had slaves. I, I mean, this is this is amazing. This is this is the world we live in, and. Um, Unfortunately, uh, they're trying to make an issue out of race again. The Democrats are good at that. So it's interesting. I don't know how it's going to go as far as uh, Joe's participation, whether he's going to actually introduce uh, this, you know, uh, uh, reparations into his uh, platform. I think it's a huge mistake. I think he will end up destroying the Democratic Party. I think there'll be Democrats who normally would have voted for him who'll be so angry at him that they will vote for anybody but Joe Biden. I just think that's... And also, also, by the way, there are a number of black uh, people in our country who, even with that heritage in their background, have the character not to go for it, don't want it. They don't want to be treated differently than anybody else. And that's one thing they don't want to do. And you you mentioned Barack and everything. You know, Barack was having those... uh, well, he came back and did some private meetings, uh, you know, uh, well, private. I mean, he did some Democratic think groups meeting with everybody and trying to get a plan together. Nobody knew what it was. Then there was the secret phone call to the White House that nobody knew about. And then he was there talking with Joe. Um, so I think they, they, they know they have a problem with Joe and they would prefer him to get the hell out of it. But if he doesn't, then they're going to sit there and say, this is the direction we got to go. But I sit there and I look at Jill and I got, I'm going, why is she driving this bus? Why is it so important? Unless there's something, huh? I think it's ego, but I also think this, I think there's something. Well, I also think they're afraid that if they get, if they lose power, especially to somebody like Trump, they may have to pay the piper for the ill begotten deeds that they've done. You know what I'm saying? They may end up being punished not just removed from office, but they may end up uh, being uh, prosecuted for serious and legitimate crimes that they've uh, they've done. You know, Tucker Carlson has a new episode out of uh, Tucker yeah. on Twitter, and uh, it's it's another. He does a terrific job. They really put a lot into it. Uh, I have a, a, a little portion of it. Uh, they talk about uh, Hunter, and they talk about uh, Joe, and they talk about in this episode uh, the upcoming election and uh, where he thinks it's going. Listen. Most media outlets ignored it completely or tried to spin Biden's relationship with his son as some kind of moral victory. Quote, the real meaning of the Hunter Biden saga, as I see it, wrote Nick Kristoff of the New York Times, isn't about presidential corruption, but is about how widespread addiction is and about how a determined parent with unconditional love can sometimes reel a child back. (laughs) He actually wrote that. And if you doubt it, you should know that view was common. Here's the take from ABC. The Hunter Biden story 
the scandal, the this, the that. It's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has never and will never give up on his son, son Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave it. So a whistleblower produces a text message showing that Joe Biden was in the room with his son when his son was selling influence to an enemy power, the Chinese government. And ABC's take on it, Joe Biden is a father first, take it or leave it. What accounts for a response like that? Well, that's the way you talk when you've got nothing to fear from an upcoming presidential election. You don't even bother to think of an excuse for your candidate because you don't need to. Your country has electronic voting machines. Joe Biden got 81,282,916 votes in 2020, and you're pretty sure he can do it again. In fact, you know he can. You're not worried. But actually, they should be a little worried. The people who control Joe Biden, Susan Rice, and the rest know they can continue to run our government, writing the press releases, formulating the policies, and they can do it effectively forever, as long as Joe Biden gets dressed in the morning. And of course, that's their strong preference. These are fervent opponents of change. But the one thing these people cannot control is aging. Joe Biden is old. He's 80 now. He'll be 85 at the end of the next term. People imagine that old age is a long, predictable progression from acuity to permanent unconsciousness. But often that's not at all how it actually works. When old people start to slide, they tend to slide fast. Joe Biden has begun that descent. Here he was yesterday. And here's what she wrote to me, and I quote, you can imagine my joy. She called them right away, and the next day they sent someone out to survey her yard. As Beth wrote, this is the best thing that's happened to rural America since the Rural Electrification Act brought electricity to farms in the 30s and 40s. End of quote. End of quote. You weren't supposed to hear that. Joe Biden read the stage directions out loud. That's like eating the garnish that comes with your entree. You're supposed to know not to do that. Joe Biden no longer does. In a year or two, he will be gone completely, and there will be no hiding it. At that point, the Democratic Party will face a secession problem. If Joe Biden is reelected next year and then forced to leave office during his term due to disability or death, that means Kamala Harris will become president of the United States. And nobody wants that, not even her husband. In real life, nobody likes Kamala Harris. That's not an attack on her. In fact, it's possible to feel pity for someone who's so universally reviled. It is instead an observation of unchanging physical reality like gravity or photosynthesis. Nobody wants Kamala Harris to be president. No one will benefit if she becomes president. So logic suggests there's gonna be a change. It's gonna to have to be somebody else. And whoever that person is, is gonna to have to enter the race soon, before the election, after Biden drops out. Who could that person be? We don't know, obviously, this is all just guessing. But we do know whoever that is will have to have two essential criteria. He'll have to be as shallow, ruthless, and transactional as Joe Biden is, and he'll need to have flattery skills that are so polished and advanced they'd be considered superior even in the Saudi royal court. And there's only one man in modern America who fits that description. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and perhaps not coincidentally, Joe Biden's new closest friend. Oh my God. The guy who has literally single-handedly destroyed the state of California by himself, Gavin Newsom, is the only hope for the Democratic Party? I don't think so. I think that's what uh, the people, like-minded people uh, 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 to Joe Biden think. I think that side of the party believes that Gavin Newsom is the guy they need. But, I mean, I do think that Robert Kennedy, who is also a Democrat, uh, speaks mm -hmm. for a lot of Democrats. And that's probably, uh, much to the chagrin of the real far left, that's probably where the, most of the party wants to go. Uh, yeah, no, and, you know, he wants to be a unit. He wants to stop the divide and unify. Uh, he said he is very proud that uh, Trump likes him. He may not agree with Trump on on certain policies and issues. Yeah, but I, I actually have him saying it right here, Bill. This is uh, RFK in an interview, uh, and mm -hmm. he says exactly what you just said. You say that you're a Democrat, um, but you're getting a lot of support from a lot of leading voices on the right, like Steve Bannon, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, former President Donald Trump. Many Democrats fear that you're a spoiler in the race, that you will damage President Biden in the primary and grease the skids for former President Trump to return to the Oval Office. This week, former President Trump said about you, 
Kennedy is smart and he's a common sense guy. What kind of man do you think Donald Trump is? Well, you know, here's what I'm not going to do in this race. I'm not going to attack other people per personally. I don't think it's good for our country. And I think, you know, what I'm trying to do in this race is bring people together, is to try to bridge the divide between Americans. And guess what? The, you know, when my dad died and we took this train ride from, you know, this seven and a half hour train ride that was supposed to be two hours, I brought his, I was with him when he died in Los Angeles and then we brought his body from, uh, from New York Penn Station to Union Station and Washington, D.C. And there were, there were, it was a two and a half hour ride, but it took seven and a half hours because there were two and a half million people on that train track. And, and it was the cross section of America and all of the major urban stations in Trenton, Newark, uh, uh, Wilmington, and Baltimore. There were black Americans singing Battle Hymn of the Republic. There were whites on the, in the rural areas. Who, love, who are holding up signs, goodbye Bobby, pray for us Bobby, American flag, standing, saluting. Four years later, and they have supported my father in the primaries in 1968. Four years later in 1972, they were not supporting my father and they were not, support, they were not supporting George McGovern who was aligned with my father on all these issues. Instead, the vast majority of them were supporting George Wallace. And, you know, there, there, my father was able to harness these populist energies. In the last day of his life, he won the most rural state in this country, South Dakota, and the most urban. He was able to bridge the divide among people who would otherwise be Republican, but wanted somebody who was common sense, who was able to appeal to their idealism, who was able to find the hero in each of them, who was able to get them to transcend narrow self-interest and see themselves as part of a community and part of this, you know, incredible American adventure uh, in, in modeling self-governance for the rest of the world. And so I'm proud that President Trump likes me, even though I don't agree with him on most of his issues, I'm, because I don't want to alienate people. I want to bring people together. I'm proud that all these people like me and that I have independent supporters and Democratic supporters and that I'm able to bring a lot of people. You know, every Democrat says, I want to end the polarization. But how do you do that without talking to people who don't agree with you? How do you do that without appealing to people? Without the per My purpose is to find the issues, the values that we have in common, rather than, you know, focus on the issues and the personalities but that keep us all apart. You know, you hear the, the reporter, and I, I've seen her before. This was, I think, on News Nation, that interview. Uh, and who they had doing the interview was somebody who used to work at ABC or someplace like that because I recognized mm -hmm. her immediately. That answer wasn't sufficient. She wanted to go on and say, but, but, you know, and that's where the tape ended. But I think his attitude is right. I think he's one of these guys where I may not like his view, views on a lot of things, but I may like him. You know, I, I made like Robert Kennedy. And that's important. It, it is. It is. It is important. But, you know, his father was the old Democrat, and then in came the new Democrat. So I got to wonder how the Democratic Party, he's, he's, he's someone to contend with. Are they going to embrace him and adapt and then try to find a way to get rid of him? Or are they going to attack him, you know, at some point, you know, and do his voice thing and everything? Because... The thing that he said, he just, he's really in the, in, in this race to unify the people. And then, you know, he played a compliment, uh, paid a compliment to Trump. And um, you kind of well, wonder. I think he doesn't realize that his party is actually two separate parties. And I think also the Republican Party is that way too. Yeah. But his party is the far left, the communist the socialist, the people like uh, uh, AOC and her her friends, uh, they are you know Bernie, he's a he, a socialist big time, uh, although I guess he's an independent now, but um, it, it, they are not on the same page as RFK Jr. RFK mm -hmm. Jr. like you said is he's more like his dad. His dad was yeah. a populist. He was middle of the road. He sold himself to all of America to every person, not to just one fragmented 
uh, segment like uh, like Joe Biden does. And I'm one of these people, you can call me an election denier, we've said this a number of times, I still don't think he won. But I also think that because they own the system, they have control of the system, I don't think Donald Trump is going to win no matter how many votes he gets. And that's yeah, a, I, and you heard Tucker a few minutes ago. Tucker mm-hmm. agrees with me. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I do think that what they're doing with uh, Biden, since he goes, oh, I got to run, and Barack's in there saying, okay, they know that they're going to steal it again, but they got to have a story to sit there and back up their steal. So reparations is a good one. Well, the black vote came out because we finally are, you know, paying back our debt and acknowledging our sins of the past. Well, number one, they're not my sins. I wasn't here. I didn't do that. And I would never do anything like that. And I'm sorry that it happened in history, but it's not my bad, so don't cast it on me because that's what they're doing. But it's all just to buy a vote. And that's and it's not even a real vote. And uh, you have because, to ask yourself, what can Joe Biden point to and say, this is what I did for us. This is an accomplishment I did for the country. There mm-hmm. isn't a he's trying to sell something right now called Bidenomics uh, or Biden economics. But the point is, I think he I think he calls it Bidenomics. It yeah. is he's trying to he's trying to lie to everybody and say that he's done some incredible things with our our money and with the economy, and he hasn't done it. It's all a lie. Yeah, everything. Yeah, the the economics thing. I think that's a media thing, you know, because you had Reaganomics, you had uh, Clintonomics, you've had uh, all all kinds of um, you know Bush. The thing about Reagan yeah. is he had accomplishments. He had. Yeah, he uh, had a plan, and it worked. And uh, you know, but Democrats and stuff will sit there and poo poo it. But you got to realize. It's uh, you put a good plan in in place and it starts to take hold and then your time in office is done and then the other side comes in and dismantles it and they're going, well, see, uh, what happened here is because of what they did over there and there it is, there's the result. No, it's because you meddled with something that was, you know, kicking in and working. He's destroyed our security with the borders Mm -hmm. and he's done so, he did it quickly and he did it efficiently. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you wanted to destroy our borders, uh, that's how you would do it. I would point you to Joe Biden and say, just follow his his lead, because everything he did from the time he got into office led to the destruction of our borders. We have none. I heard a figure yesterday, mind drop, mind bending, 250,000 illegals a month coming across the border right now. Every four yeah, months, a million new, new people, three million a year coming into our country. And they're being shipped all over the place. I read a story this morning up in New York in all the homeless shelters. They're all being filled up by illegals, not by Americans who are homeless. The Americans who are homeless are out in the street, and the illegals have the homeless shelters in New York City. But I got to tell you, I don't have it in front of me. I read this, uh, oh, four or five years ago. And it was a case study of bringing in immigrants. Now it was about immigrants and people coming to the United States and how, you know, there was a plan to do that and the wherefores and whys. And it was basically a democratic piece, but this influx coming across the border, it has been planned, planned by the left for a long time. They just decided to accelerate it uh, and, uh, you know, take all the governors and caution and threw it to the wind. uh, And I was kind of appalled by when I saw it, by the numbers that they were looking at, but we've staggered way beyond what they, you know, they had in their projections. I'll see if I can find that article because you'll be, uh, if it's still out there. Well, we are in a situation now where uh, they're going to lie more and more as we get closer and closer to the election because they're desperate. They're going to say all these wonderful things they've done for the country, uh, and they're just not true. We've lost allies. I mean, Saudi Arabia was a close ally. And now uh, they're they're talking with the Chinese and they're talking with the Russians and uh, they're kind of turning their back on the U.S. You know, this was a, a country that we could talk to about raising and lowering the price of oil. Now, not so much. Now we have Joe Biden. We have we have such poor diplomats like Tony Blinken, Antonin mm-hmm. Blinken. Okay, this guy. 
Uh, I mean, you you wouldn't want to negotiate your next car with this guy. He is just an empty shell. And the, and we send him around the world as a diplomat. He's supposed to represent our country with strength. I think I told you he was the guy who had to negotiate just to get Xi in the same conference room with him when he was visiting China last week. He had to get something on the table. He had to give up something to um, to get to meet with Xi. It's like mm-hmm. oh, unbelievable. I mean, you know that uh, Pompeo, no matter what you think of him, he didn't do that. He went no. in there. He went in there. You know, he carried a big stick, and uh, here's what we have. And they sat down and they took him seriously. They don't take this guy blinking seriously. I mean, just look at him. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of Joe and his uh, diminished capacity, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you heard this yesterday. I want you to listen to this and then tell me what what he said wrong. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home, and he is uh, coming through the fly around the world. Uh, it's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. It was kind of tough to hear, so I'm going to play yeah, it one it more. Was. I'm going to play it one more time. All right, listen very carefully. This is Joe talking to the press about Putin. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home, and he is uh, coming through the fly around the world. Uh, it's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. It's Japan. It's, it's you know, it's Okay, so you probably couldn't hear it. I mean, it's really tough. You hear the engine noise in the background from the uh, uh, Marine One. Uh, right. But what he said was, hey, Putin's losing the war in Iraq, and he's losing the war at home. Putin mm-hmm. isn't at war in Iraq. Putin mm-hmm. is not fighting in Iraq. And unless you're Joe Biden, then you think he's fighting in Iraq. But other than that, you know. You know. Go ahead. It's interesting, too, because, you know, Joe is doing gaffes like this all the time, and the news is not calling it out. Now, any time that Trump said something, oh, it's a gaffe, they, they would make up gaffes for him. Yeah, oh, and, I know. And, and, and turn things around. Uh, but Joe gets a slide and everything, just like his son Hunter got a slide, uh, you know, with uh, that, uh, that, 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 Milk toast, uh, uh, you know, uh, judgment that he got. Oh, oh, yeah, well, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Because you know, and and you know, in going through the paperwork of everything and the whistleblower and the whole nine yards, they buried everything to page ninety six. And apparently, what they did, the reason Wise was appointed to this, is because where he would have jurisdiction to go after him, he did not. So therefore, they were able to just give him the light sentence, and uh, it was it was planned, you know, by some very crafty uh, Democratic politicians. Said, well, you know, if we give it to this guy, if this guy is the guy that gets it, he's got no jurisdiction. Another interesting so, story I think we should bring up before we uh, run out of time uh, today. Um, I know it's not affecting your part of Pennsylvania as much as it is my part of Pennsylvania, but we are under a code red air quality alert for fine particulates. Uh, We are in bad shape down here. If you happen to be watching the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball game from PNC Park in Pittsburgh yesterday, when they showed, it was in the evening, so they had the lights on. When they showed uh, a shot of the field, you saw this incredible haze. It looked like uh, the city was on fire uh, over the city of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, mind you. What's mm. causing this is the Canadian forest fires, they say. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, they, they had this up in Chicago now and other parts and going Detroit. west. Detroit? Yeah. It's going to hit New York, they say, uh, the same situation. But these are these fires, they can't explain like the, you know, any, so if they can't explain it, then somebody's setting the damn thing. Well, someone's going to, people are going to die as a result of this. Trust me. Uh, I, I know as a ma- matter of fact, even where I live, I went out yesterday to get the barrels and bring them in and it was pungent. It, you could smell this, this smoke and, uh, it, you know, it, I, it bothered me. It really was, it, I was watching one of the players, uh, last night, uh, on the pirates, uh, in the dugout. 
he was putting a, a handkerchief over his nose and mouth to kind of shield himself from the smoke. This is a young athlete. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you and have you ever noticed anything funky in the air these days? Oh yes. Uh, you, you know, like what petroleum products smell like. Oh yes. Like you know the the rubber from new tires. Oh yes. Or when you're uh, uh, when you pour uh, heat into your gas tank to burn up the water inside of it, has that chemical smell. I'm smelling that a lot, and I'm going, "What the hell is going on with my my truck?" But I can walk away from that truck and walk across a parking lot, you know, several hundred feet, you still thousands smell it. of feet, I still smell it. Yeah. And I mean, that means it's in the air. And I'm going like, I've noticed that. Now, I'm way across the state. We don't have that alert. Now, I do have one of those air, air monitors that monitors everything because I'm going like, yeah, the one out at the airport. I don't live by the airport. I want to know why my air is here. But I've noticed that when you breathe, I have no problems breathing. But I've noticed... You're not getting the quality of air anymore uh, that you used to get. Are they doing something to us? Well, I, Bill, you, That's you're, conspiracy, ask, you're so. asking a question that I I asked my wife yesterday. Oh, and uh, we what don't. Did she say? Well, she happens to wonder too. I mean, it, it 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 seems we've been living on this planet for a while, and we've never experienced this like we're experiencing it now. I mean, we are not new to this part of the country. And uh, all of a sudden, within the last three years, uh, there have been situations like this. It happened once before. When I was uh, uh, traveling, I stopped off in Gettysburg. I wanted to shoot some video. This was a couple of years ago. And I had great ideas of how it was going to look. I had nice camera and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was hazy from smoke. And it was this time of year. It was in June. And you got to wonder, uh, okay, if they had the fires in, in Canada two years ago, you'd think they would have learned their lesson and figured out how to stop it, okay? But here it is again. All of a sudden, there are these fires. And I thought they were over with like uh, uh, a mm -hmm. week ago. And I'm, apparently, they're going strong. Yeah, they are. Now, I'm going to throw something else in here. I mean, uh, something that's going on in the weather. Uh, somebody could say, well, are they manipulating the weather? Or is this, there's a weird thing that's going to be going on today. It's been happening for past couple of days, but it's almost the brewing of the perfect storm. You've got this massive heat wave that's going on down in Texas, and that heat, you know, is coming up. And then you've got, you know, the, the air currents coming out of Canada and from the West, and they're meeting, and it's that line where they're meeting in the Midwest. It's creating the perfect thunderstorms oh. that are hitting this afternoon. We're talking winds 80 miles per hour plus, torrential rain, bad, bad thunder. Where's it, it going to hit, Bill? Well, it's in the Midwest, so it's going to, you Coming know, my way. Yeah, um, well, it's, uh, you know, Midwest like Chicago and, and whatnot. If you look, by the way, at the... Uh, Air pollution map yesterday, they have one. You know, the Weather Service mm -hmm. has a map for everything. Uh, the center, the reddest of the red areas, was around still uh, Chicago and in, in Detroit, in that area. In, uh, Illinois, Michigan, uh, some point, it bled into Ohio. But it's, all of that stuff is coming east. All of that yeah, stuff is coming it's east. Gonna, it's going to be here. And I don't want to sound like a guy that said he's done everything like I'm a Joe Biden I worked for a company one time and we chased, you know, we chased thunderstorms. You know, we did that before it was popular on TV because we would use it as a way to, with our big 50,000 watt signal and being an EBS station, you know, we did it to, you know, oh, there's a big thunderstorm that possibly is hitting. You know, the, the owner said, yeah, flip the switch, get the mobile units out and let's talk about and. And we were on the hunt for thunderstorms. And, yeah, we did uh, the big one that hit Bozier. Uh, 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 what's the guy's name? Uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. His dad worked for me and uh, was sitting in the van. And all of a sudden, he realized in his rearview mirror, holy hell, there's this big you know, giant tornado. But we chased him. But current, you know, I'm just saying. Current air weird. quality right now is uh, unhealthy, very unhealthy. That's the yeah. They label it very unhealthy. This is where we live in Western Pennsylvania, uh, and 
I read where it's uh, expected to bleed into your area very soon if it's not already there. It's going to be in New York City. Uh, my question is, are they trying to uh, cull the herd? Are they trying to thin the herd uh, well, by getting the uh, older people to die off more quickly because they have respiratory problems? Well, that could be. I don't know. I mean, I have uh, the monitor. It's in actually the other room. One thing I'm going to do after the podcast is go look at it. I have noticed that gradually over the past few days, those numbers have been going up. They're still in the safe zone, but, um, you know, and that's inside too. You know, I'm not outside measuring. You would think that uh, the air would be better uh, inside than outside, but uh, that means that who knows what we're taking in. Well, it it doesn't look like there's any sign of it ending soon. Uh, maybe if we get the rain, that will help us take the smoke out of the air and bring it to the ground. That might well, be better. But if they haven't put the fires out in Canada, we're just going to get more of this stuff. Well, that was what I was just going to say. Now, you would think with something that is having that much of a devastating effect and that storm pattern I talked about is going to bring even more of that smoke down with that, mixing in with all of that that big, massive thunderstorm. But you would think if they got the fires up there like that and they can't put it out, wouldn't we have a vested interest to say, hey, Canada, we're going to send people up and we're going to help you dig the trenches and do what you got to do right. to put those fires out. But we're not doing that. And I don't see any news of them fighting the fire. So what, you know, are, 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 we fa are they fanning the flames for a reason? This is not a big story. And it should be. I mean, this is from AP yesterday. Drifting smoke from the ongoing wildfires across Canada is creating curtains of haze and raising air quality concerns throughout the Great Lakes region and in parts of the central and eastern United States. That's a big part, by the way. Mm. You know, that's, that's from uh, Chicago East. Uh, the Environmental Protection Agency's Air Now government site showed parts of Illinois Lower Michigan and southern Wisconsin had the worst air quality in the U.S. on Tuesday afternoon, and Chicago, Detroit, and Milwaukee had air quality categorized as very unhealthy, which is what we have now in western Pennsylvania. So it yeah. is moving. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what is going on with... Uh any of this, but uh, it's kind of scary. You know, this goes to that uh, East Palestine, Ohio problem with the uh, the rail car, right? The same basic area, by the way. Yeah. Well, here's, yeah, and why is it always in the Midwest? Here's it. Well, I guess because whatever happens there, you think about it, that's where weather patterns converge and takes things and circulates it around into a big spiral, and it covers a lot of ground that way mm. and gets uh, to affect a lot of people. Uh, what's coming up next week? Fourth of July. Yeah. Now, is there big news going on with, you know, it seems they're, they're honing in on Hunter and honing in on the Biden and the Biden crime family and everything. Right. There's some big news out there. And what is your favorite story about something that went missing on a train? Oh, I, it's 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate. Are we going to find it uh, coming up on the holiday? I hope not. Uh, me too. But I, I hope not. Because if we do, we're going to find out the hard way, I'm, I'm afraid. You know, I, I heard um, uh, Gordon, Gordon Chang, uh, right. who's an expert on, on China and uh, a lot of things. He's an expert on Russia. The guy's a, a smart guy. And he said yesterday, you know, what they're not talking about are the tens of thousands of Chinese who are coming across our southern border and being allowed to enter into our country and disappear. He said, and, and don't think for one second if there's some kind of a disagreement or a war between us and China, they won't stand with China and probably be the first, the first element to destroy our infrastructure from inside. Mm. You know, mm. I mean, we're allowing the enemy into the gates, you know. Uh, I, I, I cannot believe that this administration can be so stupid unless, unless it's intentional. Which yeah. I think there's a distinct possibility that it is intentional. Here's something interesting. Uh, apparently, Facebook is at it again. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, they have uh, they have promoted for 2024 former 17-year veteran of the CIA, Aaron Berman, 
has reportedly been promoted to the head of elections policy for Meta, which is That's Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So that means, you know, if you post a story that is pro-right, pro-Trump, pro-anything conservative, oh. Oh, and if it denies that, elections, if it, if it challenges an election's authenticity, it'll be yanked. Trust me. Anything positive is going to be yanked, you know, during the election cycle. Uh, come on, people, wake up and smell the fertilizer. We're not going to uh, change how we do our program. So no. if, if you find one day that we're no longer on a place that you normally uh, download our site from, uh, there are tons of other sources to get our site. If you are, are unaware of it, you can go to our own website, uh, which is itsanotherday.com, and yeah, it download it directly from there. That'll be there as long as uh, we have power. And uh, but don't don't be surprised if one day we say something in the the censors on the left. And believe me, th- to say that it sounds so communistic, right? The censors mm-hmm. on the left may decide that what we said wasn't uh, something that should be should should have been said. You know so. Uh, you know, we're running out of time, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I figured maybe before we pack up, we should tell people All how right. to contact us. Uh, if you would like to add your two cents, you can contact us at uh, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And, of course, there's mail at itsanotherday.com. Instantaneously get to us, mail at itsanotherday.com. We'd love to hear your comments, uh, your accolades, uh, maybe things you'd like to hear in the show or just whatever. Yes, absolutely. You know? uh, and uh, tomorrow, uh, it's Friday, end of the week. I'm sure it's going to be Thank a busy God. show. Also, at the beginning of a holiday week, uh, I'm not even sure. Are we doing a Monday show? I guess. Well, I guess that was something we'd have to talk about. Or maybe yeah. what we do is we, when we do our weekend show, uh-huh. it might be a carryover all the way through uh, the 4th unless something happens. But... Uh, and trust me, friends, when the, new cycle, the, when the news cycle is off, things are going to happen. But, you know, I don't know that people are going to pay attention to actually the news cycle. They're going to enjoy their nice, well-deserved Independence Weekend. Do one thing. If you don't have a flag, go buy one. I always go into that. this. I go into weekends like this with great trepidation nowadays because... I honestly am afraid, you you mentioned it a few seconds ago about the ammonium nitrate. If these bad people are going to bring us to our knees and make a a terrible statement, it would be uh, on a weekend like this. So pray for our country. Pray that everything goes well. Pray that it's a normal, uh, pleasant, happy 4th of July. But there are people out there who would like it not to be. That's true. Uh, they they want they want to do everything they can to disrupt things and don't be surprised if something bad does happen and do uh, do understand that uh, we can, Jim and I can convene we will sit there and uh, get on and talk about it uh, because w- what we do we feel that it's important you notice we don't run commercials we could have hung up our headphones a long time ago but we saw the following that was there. Uh, and we see that, well, people must, you know, have trust in what we do and they want to hear what we say, even lefties that don't agree with us. They want to know where, you know, what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but you know what? Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I think there's some, I think there's some of my friends who are, uh, on the left who have actually, uh, they're more. They're more middle of the road now than they were on the left. You know what I'm saying? I got a buddy that I uh, went to school with out west, and I I was damn sure that he was left. But now he listens every day, and it's not out of respect. A man, obviously, of great taste. Great taste. I I would say so. Have a, a great remainder of your Thursday, and with a little bit of luck, we'll do it again tomorrow, my friend. Stay well. As the saying goes, hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. 
You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?